What's up, everybody? Welcome to 2022. And it's time for some more podcast shenanigans. It's awesome to be back. I love this format. I've missed doing these podcasts, but I'm back at it 110%, excited about the future and excited about what this year has in store. And uh, I appreciate you being here. Um, For more information about me, you can always go to robgoodwin.com. And uh, we are the official home of ketogenic bodybuilding, so tons of information there. And uh, if you're looking for coaching, that's what I do. Uh, If you're the type of person that wants to look banging while, uh, you know, incorporating a more primal ketogenic ancestral health type lower carb nutrition protocol, that's what I do. So I'm currently working with a bunch of people online and would love to have you on board. So check that out. Lots of cool shit going forward in 2022. I alluded to that in a couple of social media posts. And um, honestly, I'm, I'm not bullshitting. I'm, I'm really excited about uh, jumping back into the podcast thing, because like I said, it's been a little while since I've really focused on this. We got through the holidays. Um, you know, you come into January and things are a little bit crazy. Um, we just went through the carnivore predator challenge. And uh, that was really cool. So I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But, um, you know, we've got or I've got some really cool goals going forward for the podcast. I've literally been spending time for the first time since I started this thing, like kind of sitting down and and like jotting down notes and goals and and talking about uh, what I really where I really want to take this thing and how I want to expand the brand and the business and how we can help more and more people and just kind of get it out on on the landscape. And uh, so some of my goals going forward are number one, um, I want to continue to always be sure that this just isn't about or, or people assume this is about competitive bodybuilding. And I said it a number of times, if you go to the gym or if you have a home gym or if you go out to the damn park and doing pull-ups and push-ups and that sort of stuff, if your goal is to change your body composition, change your how you look through fitness and nutrition, to, to lose body fat, to gain muscle, and to be the absolute best genetic version that you can possibly be, then you're building your body and therefore a bodybuilder. Yes. So remember, there's a difference between competitive bodybuilding and just building the body and being a bodybuilder. You know, there's no difference to in, in my mind of the guy or gal that uh, is, say, a, a, an IFBB pro bodybuilder and somebody who's, you know, sells insurance, you know, from nine to five, Monday through Friday. And, you know, after work or before work every day goes to the gym and trains to become a better version of themselves and to reach their peak genetic potential. You're a bodybuilder. Welcome to the club. Glad to have you here. So I want to continue to really push that narrative as we move forward in the podcast and not just talk about reaching your genetic best, being the freak in the room, looking amazing, that whole aesthetic thing about being ripped and muscular and, and, you know, taking stuff to the extremes, which, you know, that is, you know, something that I enjoy. It's something that many of you out there enjoy. And that's the reason you're here is because you're not the average Joe or Jane. And, you know, your goal is to push yourself beyond what that that normal is. And that normal these days is worse than it was 10 years ago and definitely you know worse than it was 20 years ago. 
So, uh, you know, but I also want to, you know, moving forward uh, in the podcast and in some of the other stuff that I do to really focus on not only the aesthetic, but focus on longevity and health. And, you know, I guess it all comes back to being really transparent in what I do and then going the extra mile to continue to claw my way through the industry and, and dig up shit out there and, and, and come to some really specific conclusions uh, how you can be the absolute best you can be, not only aesthetically, but from the inside, health, you know, longevity, vitality, all of these things. And I, I'm always wanna be pushing the envelope with that too, because you know, being a freak, going, living to the extreme doesn't always have to be about aesthetics. It also has to do with just the way you live your life, the way you consume food, the way you put, you know, a specific emphasis on supplementation and, and making sure the right things are going to your body and making sure that the wrong things are not going into your body on a very regular basis, which is, you know, the topic of the, the main topic of today's podcast is supplementation. So, you know, I know everybody that does a podcast always starts with, I get a lot of people that ask me, and then they go to explain themselves and answer the question. But, and I'm sure anybody that does what I do or is in the same ballpark of what I do would admit to you that the topic of supplementation is one that pops up literally every week, whether it's a client or somebody in the gym or just, you know, DMs from social media what supplements do you use? What do you think about this? You know, I read where this will build muscle. I read where this is essential. I read where this is important. So I think it's time for, you know, coming into 2022, let's set the record straight. And I'll say that this is my personally, personally, my list of supplements that I take daily and that I'm currently, you know, putting a premium on and it's important to me to ingest them and I have found full transparency what I think truly is making a difference in how I feel, my health, how I look, and all of these things. So um, so basically, it's these are the supplements that I believe in that I take until further notice. <laughs> so it's, you know, the list might be a little bit different in 2023. That's because we're always living, we're learning, we're experimenting. And you know, supplements are expensive. So if I'm going to invest a lot of money in my health, in my vitality, in my you know preservation of muscle or the addition of new muscle, then I want to make sure that what I'm putting in my body is going to lend to that, and it's not just becoming expensive urine. So uh, that's what we're the main topic of today. But I also just wanted to to let you know that you know s some of the goals moving forward, and because I, I want you to be excited about what we do here and spread the word and be as engaged as you can with this uh, with this uh, with this podcast. So so going forward, we're going to be talking about you know uh, all avenues of health and fitness, vitality, all of these things, longevity, it's all going to be included within the umbrella of being the absolute best that you can possibly be while you know consuming a more hunter gatherer ancestral ketogenic, even you know carnivore animal-based nutrition protocol. And you're combining that with kicking some major ass in the gym on a regular basis, doing your cardio, blah, blah, blah. So we're gonna cover all of it. The other thing I wanna do in 2022 with that I haven't done yet, and this is shocking to me that I haven't done this yet. And admittedly, it's a little bit to do with the technology. You know, I got this cool little podcast set up. I think it sounds pretty good. I'm pretty happy with you know how comfortable it is to sit down and push a button and go. 
you know, I've got it to where I know how to mix them down. I know how to get them up, you know, on all these major podcast platforms, but you know, I want to get more guests on the show. You know, I don't, I don't just want it to be me. You know, I want to have not only occasionally some of my guys, you know, you've, Jason's been with me, Ryan's been with me, you know, so they're going to be coming back as well whenever time permits in their schedule. But uh, I want to have some guests on too. So, and the cool thing that I want to do is I work with a lot of really cool people. I converse with a lot of really cool people who have done some amazing things doing the things that we do. So I want to talk to them, just real people, not just some of the big dogs in the industry that you've probably heard from before. I want to get those people too. I mean, hell yes. But I also want to talk to, you know, uh, if I have a client that he or she, you know, at 42 went on and did their first competition. Well, we want to talk to those people. We want to get their experiences or just somebody who I work with or that I know that has really pushed hard and went the extra mile and sort of unites with me to some degree under this, you know, ideology and approach so you can get their input on what worked for them, what didn't work for them. So the more the merrier that we can get on here to talk about the experiences in real time and what we're really, really doing in the trenches, the better it's going to be for you. And it's just even a a greater way to push that information forward. So going to have some guests coming on. So if you're out there and you think you're interesting, (laughs) then... Uh, or you think your story would be fantastic for this community at large, contact me and we'll talk about getting you on the show. So I've got it set up now where I can plug my phone into my machine here and we can take a call in and record that call and you can be my guest on the show. And I've got a four or five people already in mind that are going to be coming up. I just haven't you know, asked them yet, but <laughs> hopefully they'll say, well, hell yeah. And uh, my wife, Nancy, has also been threatening to finally come on the show. And, you know, so when that happens, I'll make sure I have a couple of weeks lead time for you to ask questions, because that could either be a really interesting show or it could ruin me for the rest of my life. So depending on what comes out of her mouth. So anyway, onward. So uh, these are some of the goals coming up for the podcast in uh, 2022. And you know, the other thing that I jotted down when I was thinking about goals was further transparency, further transparency. You know, as much as I say it, sometimes when I get done doing a podcast or get done doing a YouTube video or whatever, I think to myself, I didn't give enough nuts and bolts. And that's something I've always wanted to do. You know, Um, I want you to know exactly what I would do with a client or myself in this or any scenario when it comes to being the best version of you you can possibly be at any age. And I want to give you nuts and bolts. Yes, I do coaching. And if you want to go the, you know, that nth degree, then hire me as your coach and we will walk through this process step by step. And I will help, you know, educate you. So not only do you get the results you're looking for, but you come away from that with enough information and enough education and, and, you know, time in to where you can do these things on your own, you know, down the road once, you know, our relationship has, has reached its you know, highest point. And I've got some people that have been with me. I I literally have, uh, my oldest running client has been working with me since 2004 and she is 73, maybe 74 years old. 
And there's not a person that's ever run into her that uh, doesn't say, you're how old? You've got to be freaking kidding me. So uh, it's, it's done wonders for her. And these are the things that I always like to hear. So anyhow, so I want to com- always be completely transparent with you and give you enough Uh, not just entertainment and news and views or things that are going on, but I want to make sure I give you plenty of nuts and bolts of this is what I recommend you do specifically to help push you forward to getting the results that you want. Okay. So that's something we're going to do. Hey, you've been asking for it. It's here. So quit screwing around and get some Uh, ketogenic bodybuilding merch is in the store, in the online store. So you go to my website up at the top, it says store or shop or something like that. Up at the top, you click that link. We've got the hoodies, the old school OG ketogenic bodybuilding hoodies are available. It's got the iconic skull logo on the front with a cool black hoodie and these hoodies fit great. Uh, they look great. They're more of a athletic tapered fit. They're super high quality. I tried on probably 15 or 20 hoodies before I picked this one and uh, I'm really happy with it. So it's available on the store and the number one requested custom uh, shirt from our KGB, you know, special ops line uh, is the validation through suffering t-shirt that everybody wants. And it's, it's selling really fast along with the hoodies. So Uh, Grab one of those. It's in the store and we still have a few of the limited edition refeed t-shirts left as well. And while you're there, pick up a sticker because the stickers are cool and help support what we do, help support the podcast, help push the brand and wear a cool piece of clothing when you're training in the gym or, you know, in a business meeting or at church or whatever, whatever you do, just wear it. So the merch is available at robgoodwin.com. Check that out. Um, Also, this podcast is partially sponsored by animal pack nutrition and uh they have now this you you want to talk about a company that's paid their dues been in the trenches forever animal nutrition is there and i've been using their supplements uh literally since 1993 94 something like that i've been using the animal animal packs religiously since 1994 so uh that's something you want to check out. Uh, you just put in the code rgoodwin10 uh, at checkout and receive 10% off your entire purchase. So Animal Pack. And I'll be talking about Animal Pack products today. And, uh, you know, uh, because they're, they've made my list of supplements. And uh, so that's pretty cool. So anyway, um, real quick, we just, well, I say we, if you're out there listening and you did the carnivore predator challenge that we issued for the month of january 2022 if you completed it congratulations whether you're a cub a wolf or a lion you're a badass awesome job be sure to let me know go to the official you know um thread on the ketogenic bodybuilding facebook group let us know you completed that what experiences you had and i also kind of threw out there one of the things that i wanted you to do because this thing was as much or more mental than it even was physical is I uh, challenge you to read a book completely during that time as well. So let me know what book you read because I need something new to read. Um, And if it sucked or if it was great or whatever. So, um, and I've got, you know, I am going to answer a couple of questions today when we get done with my supplement list. So tune in. uh, So hang in there because the supplement list is coming, but, and some questions are coming, but 
uh, I want to cover, you know, two people in my Instagram, on my Instagram page. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, go to Instagram and it's at Rob Goodwin official. Rob Goodwin official is my official Instagram. So please follow me on Instagram. I'd really appreciate that. I'm trying to push that now, do that whole Instagram thing. So check that out. But I have two questions are almost, they were almost identical. And uh, they were asking me some, you know, basically, you know, my takeaway from the carnivore predator challenge. And it is exactly what I expected before I even issued the challenge. It's what I got from it the most through the challenge. And it's what I felt was going to be the most important aspect of the challenge. It wasn't just to get better at squats and chin-ups and push-ups and planks and to get you into a nice cardio groove, as so many people have a hard time doing for some reason. But it was the mental challenge to walk into a new year in wintertime, if you live in cold areas, and right after the holidays and commit to doing some pretty serious activity every single day for 31 days. No days off, no time off. Uh, so you're doing, you know, whether you're followed the cub pack, the wolf pack or the lion pack, whichever one you chose, they were all a little bit different. Doesn't matter. The fact that you committed to completing 31 days of that is huge in, for the mental aspect of that. When you finish that, I truly believe, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or you can echo this or give me your thoughts and views, when you walk into February 1st, you're fried, you're exhausted, you're ready for a weekend off, uh, you're ready for some for a refeed, whatever, but you also now have set the tone for the entire year, in my opinion. It's very rare that somebody does something like this and says, fuck it, I'm done, I'm out, I'm good. Now, your typical New Year's resolution, you know, assholes at Planet Fitness, they do the month of January and they're like, all right, I'm fit now, all done. And then they stop coming and they, the gym goes from packed to a dozen people overnight, basically, sometime in February or even early March. But for the people that would engage in a challenge like this, you know, a real challenge that really is going to give you some physical, mental, and nutritional benefit, I think by completing that, you're going to go into February 1st ready to conquer the fucking world. You're, you know, you're truly going to be ready to do what I say, you know, eat lightning and shit thunder. Um, and that's what I think most people will get out of this, that, that sense of pride of completion you know, whenever you cross a finish line, whatever that finish line is, whether it's a literal finish line or, you know, a metaphor finish line for completing something that's super challenging, that's even some to some degree is maybe a little beyond you. That really changes your psycho psychology and your physiology and prepares you to take you someplace that uh, you otherwise may never have went. So I still think and uh, that the best part of this and the biggest benefit is the mental aspect of this walking into the rest of the year. Now you're ready to do anything that comes your way, you know, because now you're used to, to that level of challenge and, and taking on that challenge every single day. So that's what I think. That was the purpose from the start. And if you're one of my clients, you know, now that we're, we're past the challenge, you're, you're going to notice that, you know, different levels of whatever program I've built for you and how or have you on, is going to start ramping up a little bit. It's going to get a little bit more intense. There's going to be a little bit more involved in the coaching that I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients because now I know 
uh, for those of you who completed it or, or did very well with it, that you're ready to kick some ass and move on to that next level. And that's really, really exciting to be a part of. So anyway, so that covers two questions and uh, basically covers my news and views and goals and things that I wanted to express for the podcast before I move forward. So, and to be, be really honest with you guys, I mean, hold on, let me drink some coffee. Shit, it's cold. Anyway, all right, coffee. It's still coffee, even it's cold. But uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, I wanted to do this podcast not only because I wanted to cover the supplement thing, get that out of the way, because everybody talks about it. It never ends. And I wanted to set some goals, but I just wanted to get in that rhythm of being behind the mic and talking to you guys because the ketogenic bodybuilding podcast right there with my coaching practice is one of the most successful things that I've done. And this is by no way, shape or form me beating my chest or bragging. I'm literally stunned <laughs> that, you know, we, we, uh, like literally almost, and I stumbled onto it. I hadn't looked in a while, but like a month ago, we surpassed 50,000 downloads and probably three times that just streams. They listened to it, but didn't actually download it. And that's for a podcast that's got under 30 episodes, which, you know, I know that in comparison, we're, we're a tiny fish in a big, big pond. But as far as I'm concerned, for something that is so niche as this, uh, at least now, I mean, it's going to grow now since of all you freaking wonderful people are supporting the channel and recommending it to friends and, you know, all that stuff. But, um, you know, I'm just so honored and humbled by how many people reference the podcast when they become a client. How'd you hear about us? I'll, you know, I throw out there and they say, oh, the podcast. Um, or people that are just DM me from all, literally all over the world and say, hey, I love your podcast. And my favorite is the, so when are you going to do another freaking podcast, you lazy bastard? And that's my favorite. So if, if I start slacking, you know, throughout 2022, feel free to go on my Instagram or, you know, find my email on the website and send me that email that says, or that DM, whatever that says, Hey, you lazy bastard. When are you going to do another freaking podcast? And that lets me know that you still like this shit and it's worth getting behind the mic. And I'm not just talking to dead air. <laughs> so, uh, so please do that because no, I'm, um, and seriously guys, I, I'm, I'm truly humbled by this. So, and, uh, you know, Go to all the social media resources, like, follow, share, all that horse shit. We got a YouTube channel. I'd really appreciate your subscription too, that I'm going to be doing more stuff. And, you know, I'd really love that follow on Instagram. Uh, I got booted off a while back because I spoke about freedom, which is not allowed. And then, uh, so I'm rebuilding that. So if you're listening to this podcast and you even remotely like what I do, uh, if you could show me some appreciation by following me on my Instagram, uh, Rob Goodwin official it used to be called the real Rob Goodwin, but that was kind of long. Uh, so I wanted to be a little more direct with it. So my new username for the same account is just Rob Goodwin official. So check that out. Give me a follow and I would truly appreciate that. Okay. I'm going to stop talking about bullshit and get on to the reason we're here. Uh, no, you know what? I'm not real quick. Bear with me. The next podcast that I do, I'm going to be doing the first annual, first annual exquisite bullshit awards. And this is going to be for 20, we'll say 2021. We're going to say the 2021 
exquisite bullshit awards, meaning things that I sort of uncovered within this realm, within the ancestral health community, the training community, the bodybuilding community, all these things that when I looked into that, I thought to myself, Jesus, this is just exquisite bullshit. I cannot believe these people are pushing this bullshit to everyone out there. So I don't have a lot of nominees. I mean, even though there's tons of exquisite bullshit out there, the, the I want to single out ones that are, you know, there's no denying that oh, it's eyebrow raising what, you know, kind of bullshit. So if you have a nominee for the exquisite bullshit awards, 2020 2021, shoot me a DM, let me know. I'd love to hear what you think. Okay. Supplements. Now, I'm going to once again tell, well, first of all, let me give you, I've, I've been told I need to give disclaimers here and there, you know, by, by the legal team. All right. I'm going to give you my top favorite supplements that I'm currently taking now, and I will continue until further notice, you know, cause sometimes I'll notice that something's not working or some new research will come out or it's just too expensive for the return. So I'll exclude it or I'll, I'll stumble onto something that's really exciting and I'll try it and it might work. So I keep it in the, in the, you know, in, in the, in the rotation of supplements that I take. But let me first state by saying this is just for informational purposes only. None of this shit is for individual prescription. I am by no way, no means, no how telling you that you should take this stuff. Or if you're taking something that I take, I'm not telling you to take the dosages that I take. This is just for informational purposes only, and you should always consult your physician before embarking on any nutrition, supplementation, or exercise protocol. Okay, legal bullshit over. So here is my list of current supplements that I've taken that I truly have noticed, or the research, even if it's rabbit hole, like you gotta dig for it, because we know that in this world we live in now, we are controlled by the pharmaceutical industry. We're, consoled, you know, we're controlled by factory medicine. There's so much misinformation and bullshit. Speaking of exquisite bullshit that's out there that you better be prepared to roll your sleeves up, get your hands dirty and do your own damn research and you know, run through some of these things yourself and, and then you know, ask lots of questions, talk to clients, talk to peers, talk to friends. So I do a lot of that shit. So, um, once again, this is this is not for any individual's prescription, but I do believe that, you know, that just so know so you know, there's a, bit, a lot has went into this, and nothing that I ever tell you, that I ever recommend, I, I will never recommend or tell you to do anything that I'm not doing for myself, or if you know that, like like way back in the day when I was doing some endurance activities like cycling and running, I don't do that now. But I did it for so long and I was so obsessed with it because that's just the way my brain is. I go so deep in everything that I do that even though I'm not cycling and running now, if I give you some advice on cycling and running, you can better believe that it's because that's what I would personally do or that's what I would personally recommend to a client who wanted to be better with their cycling, running or endurance activity. So. Uh, it's, it's that way with anything. So anyway, let me start with the list. Number one on the list is probably going to be no surprise. Number one, 110% vitamin D, vitamin D. If you nod off, you know, the next 10 minutes or turn this off because you find that I'm boring or grating or, you know, annoying, please take this one with you. 
take more vitamin D. Take more vitamin D. I put such a premium on vitamin D, I literally wake up in the morning and the first thing I think about is my vitamin D3 dose with a big ass glass of filtered water. I've got a water filtration system at my home that takes out the fluoride, the chlorine, and every other 463 chemical additive pesticidal bullshit that uh, the, the city is running through my water system. So I take vitamin D3 um, first thing in the morning. Now, how much do I take? This is just for me. Let me, let me express this. Recently, meaning the last couple of months, I have taken my dose of vitamin three considerably higher than what I even was. And what I even was doing is considered by establishment medicine, you know, big pharma and uh, other people who have a vested interest in making money from your lack of health and your reliance on pharmaceuticals. Um, I was even taking more, you know, for years than what the establishment recommended. You know, the establishment says improperly that if you take over 4,000 IUs a day, it you're going to die. It's going to become toxic. You know, your liver is going to explode. You know, your arteries are going to explode. <coughs> you're just basically going to fall apart. That's exquisite bullshit. See what I did there? Um... And I have read through four PubMed studies about mega dosing or higher doses of vitamin D. I've consulted two or three physicians. I have poured through the research. I've asked peers and people in the industry. Uh, and I cannot for the life of me find where even mega doses of vitamin D, if you're consuming a decent diet. If you're exercising, if you're healthy, you're not metabolically you know, damaged. And if you are, then still take vitamin D, just you know, maybe have a loading phase and then taper it down a little bit. But um, I can't find anything that, to suggest that uh, taking larger or what some would call mega doses of vitamin D is a bad thing, especially, here's a caveat, if you're taking K2 with it. You gotta take vitamin K2 in my opinion. You need to be taking K2. Sitting in front of me now on my desk is my bottle of vitamin D3 and my bottle of vitamin K2. Now, I had been taking 10,000 IUs of vitamin D3 that I get specifically from a bottle of D3. And then I also take an animal pack every day, actually twice a day, which also has D in it. So. Um, and I think maybe the stack that I take might have some D in it as well. Anyway, so I was getting even more than the 10,000. Now, in the summertime, spring, summer, and even early fall, I am one of those guys that will do whatever it takes to make sure that I get at least 30 minutes of afternoon sun exposure every day. Uh, ask my wife when she's on the show, test her. You know, she'll tell you, I'll come, you know, I work. I train clients in my gym from literally 5, 5.30 a.m. up until roughly 12 o'clock. And then I train, or I do one of these lovely podcasts. Uh, and then I go home, and then I eat, and then in the spring, summer, and fall, early fall, I go sit in the backyard in nothing but a pair of, you know, the equivalent of like 
underwear and try to get as much sun exposure as humanly possible because the the amount of exposure on the body counts. In other words, you wouldn't want to go out in the backyard with jeans and a shirt on and a baseball hat and say, oh, I'm getting vitamin D. Now you'll get a little, but not probably not enough to make a real difference unless you're out there for hours and hours. So you might want to make sure you give, you know, expose the body. Now, this is going to sound funny, but it's true. Look it up. Look it up. Google testicle sun vitamin D exposure. <laughs> so um, this is for the guys in the room. Um, if taking the recommended or, or, or you know, higher mega doses of vitamin D along with your K2 and you're eating a hormone balancing producing diet and you're exercising, you're doing all these things. Um, you know, you can boost your testosterone levels by a hundred percent or more. It has been shown guys, women are snickering, chill. Trust me, you're going to benefit from this. So don't laugh. But you know, if, if a male can sit in his backyard and expose the boys to even 10 minutes of sun exposure, uh, some studies have shown uh, where these levels can be amplified by nearly 200%. So sun those balls, boys, and uh, your vitality will thank you and your best gal or whomever you choose to associate with, because um, it's all good, uh, will thank you for you uh, <laughs> getting the boys some sunlight. So there you go. I got that out of the way. Um, people often say, oh, you say afternoon sun exposure. Well, some of the research has shown that uh, the hours between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. are going to be the optimal times to get sun exposure f to have the best absorption of vitamin D. You still want to take your K2 every day. That's important. Um, and if you get a, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting a vitamin D test. If you're getting your blood work done. Now, this is a funny thing. Don't tell me that this is a coincidence. Nearly every doctor that you go to, these factory trained doctors, I'm not, I'm not hating on doctors. Now I am, you know, as an aside here, and I promise not to go on too much of a rant, I think typical family medicine doctors um, are doing a huge disservice most of the time because all they are these days is diagnosed to prescribe. Now I know somebody's gonna you know, like rail me for this. I don't fucking care. Um, I'm gonna tell you what I think, and I hope you appreciate that. Uh, and if I'm wrong, I'll tell you, but so far for years, I've thought this and nothing has even remotely changed my mind. Now, as an aside, I do know some doctors who have done their due diligence and research and have changed their, you know, mindset and are now, you know, recommending lifestyle modification to their clients before they opt for a drug. Um, I have an amazing, you know, PA that I go to. I don't even, I rarely even go to the doctor. I go to his PA and he is phenomenal. He believes in a ketogenic diet. He believes in ancestral eating. He believes in you know, strength training. He runs marathons and he will always push lifestyle modification before he pushes drugs. Most do not. You see the receptionist in a doctor's office longer than you see the nurse and you see the nurse in the doctor's office longer than you see the doctor. And when you see the doctor, you get a quick rundown of, hey, what are your symptoms? How's it going? You give said symptoms, which you probably already gave to the nurse and he's just reading off of a piece of fucking paper. And then at that point, it's click, click of the pen to give you the prescription so you can go drug yourself some more. 
and it's just gotten out of control. I mean, when I was growing up, you never saw a damn you know, pharmaceutical drug commercial. And when these things are coming on, I don't even have a fucking clue what they're talking about. I don't know what these drugs are. I haven't filled a prescription in 15, 17 years, something like that. And it was for a pain pill that I took two of and threw the rest away. Okay. I mean, I know that when you go into a CVS or a Walgreens, way in the back, there's some people behind glass wearing white coats. I'm not really exactly sure what they do. And if I had to go back there, I'd have to ask lots of questions. But, uh, you know, it's just something, not something I do. I'm on zero medication. I'm not saying that to brag. It's just it is what it is. And if, of course, there are situations that arise where you have to take medication. And I appreciate that and respect that and say, go for it. But if it's something that you can get off of or dramatically reduce by changing your diet, your, your level of activity, your sun exposure and all these things, or, you know, getting rid of some of the factory seed oils and the processed sugars and processed foods and all these hyper palatable bullshit garbage that's destroying you that you're digging your grave with your teeth with, then you could really cut that number down considerably. And you remember the lady that I told you it's been with me since 2004 and she's 74 now, she is on no medications. Doctors are stunned. How could it be? Oh, who knew, right? Jeez, I have no idea how she's so fucking healthy. Anyway, um, see, I told you I was not going to go on a rant, but I went on a rant. Anyway, um, so the recommended number for vitamin D typically is, is not to exceed 4,000 IUs. That, that's crazy. Okay, and I believe that now in this culture we live in now, I'm not going to get political, but, you know, Take it for what it's worth. We were told because of this, you know, you can't even say the word anymore because the bots will get you and, you know, expose you and you might get canceled by the loonies. But uh, you're not even allowed to say it. So I'll call it the spooky flu. You know, the spooky because of the spooky flu. You know, what did we do? What was the recommendation? Put on a mask, breathe in your own filth, get indoors, get out of the sunlight, don't breathe fresh air. Don't interact with human beings, which is important for your mental health and, and your overall health. It's been proven. We want you to isolate, ruin your immune system, stay out of the sun, and do everything in your power to completely deteriorate yourself down to fucking nothing. Or you could say, screw you. I'm going to run with scissors here and take my chances and I'm going to continue to go out in the sunlight, which I always did. I'm going to try to get as much D as possible, which I do. I'm going to breathe fresh air, which I enjoy. I'm going to try to get outside every day when I do, at least when I'm doing my cardio, which I do. You know, I don't obsess over hand sanitizer because I want to build my own natural immunity, which is the strongest thing you can build anyway, superior to any fucking drug. So <laughs> here I go again. Hey, I promised you, I'm not going to hold anything back. Full disclosure, full transparency, whether you like it or not. And, you know, it's getting harder and harder to find people who disagree with that. So, um, so you know, what, what we're being told by the establishment and by the government, and the first mistake anyone can make is trusting the government, um, is to not exceed 4,000 IUs. We're back, to we're back to vitamin D, by the way. <laughs> Um, if my wife were here, she'd be like rolling her eyes saying, let's, let's move along, move along, honey. Let, okay. Um, so vitamin D three. Now I have been taking, don't pass out 30 to 40,000 IUs a day along with, you know, the recommended dosage of vitamin K two. 
and I can already tell a difference. What's the first thing that I noticed on 30 to 40,000 IUs of vitamin D every day is sleeping better, and I feel more refreshed in the morning when I wake up. My workouts are strong. I can actually start to see a little bit of an increase in my stamina. Um, everything just seems to be a little bit more heightened, if you know what I mean. And, and, if, and if that's happened to you, then you know what I mean. It's kind of hard to explain. And uh, why do I, what's the other reason for taking this mega dose of vitamin D? Because not only do you get all the amazing benefits of vitamin D, which vitamin D isn't really a, even a vitamin. Did you know this? It's a hormone. And it is estimated, even by the establishment, you know, the somewhat establishment, that there are over a billion people who are deficient in vitamin D. I think it's well beyond that, personally. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that almost, I think when you go out in public, and if you look around, I think if you look at 100 people, I'd say 98 of them are deficient in vitamin D. So if you start taking these recommendations to some degree, I think you're going to be part of a cool, unique group. Um, and 40,000 IUs is really, it's, it's, it translates, you know, that's international units, but that just translates to one milligram. So, you know, sometimes I believe there was a little bit of a conspiracy to where they started measuring these things in international units because it makes the number seem so shockingly high when it's really not. Um, but that's another story. Um, so... I've been taking 30 to 40,000. Why did I say 30 to 40,000? Because I take 30,000 I use in supplement form exclusively, my bottle of vitamin D. Now, my animal pack that I take also has some vitamin D and you know other things I have have vitamin D. I'm going to get a little bit in my diet as well. So I'm estimating that I'm probably getting between 30 and 40,000 I use a day. I'm taking my K2 and uh, I've been doing this for several weeks now and zero detrimental effects. I feel much better. Uh, everything seems to be humming on all cylinders and I've done enough diligence and research to convince myself and make myself feel comfortable that I'm probably fine. Now I may decrease that uh, once we get into the spring and the summer, especially when I'm out in the sun all day. And the thing about it is, is now depending on your skin type, and even to some degree your age, you know, uh, sunlight will give um, one hour of sunlight. I know this is a broad spectrum, but one hour of direct sun exposure on, on you know, several parts of your skin will yield any, but anywhere between 10 and 25,000 IUs of vitamin D for the body. That's just one hour of sunlight. Man, you know how... If you don't know this, I'm a huge, I really love camping. I love being out in the woods. I love being in the mountains. I like being out in the middle of nowhere, away from everybody and just kind of living sort of, you know, primal cooking food over a fire, tent camping. My family loves that. And we do that several times a year, especially through the spring, summer and early fall. There's this one place we go to in Virginia and it's got this gorgeous damn lake on it. I mean, it's clean. You can see your feet when you're over waist deep in it. You can still see your feet at the bottom. It's so clear. It's just surrounded by these rolling hills and mountains. It's just freaking beautiful. It's a beautiful campsite. We're right on the water. What we do is we get up in the morning and we have our breakfast and then we literally get on these huge rafts that are really cool. And we, my wife, you know, and my daughter and I, and sometimes we bring friends, we'll go out and just literally lay on these rafts in the direct sunlight for literally three to five hours. Now, me, 
because I have been, and I've, and I've got the skin type for it. It's, it's, I have, you know, a little bit darker skin, just genetically olive skin, if you will. Um, I lay out there three to five hours in direct summer, July sun with zero sunscreen. I only put a little bit of all natural sunscreen, the kind without all the bullshit in it, uh, on my eyelids. The only thing that ever really burns on me is my eyelids. And some, like my shoulders may get a little bit of burn, but it's, it's never enough to be painful and it's always tan by the next day. Now I understand there are some fair skinned people out there genetically that cannot subject themselves to that much sunlight. So the goal would to be to do it in doses, you know, it's just like weight training. You know, not enough sunlight doesn't give you any kind of a tan. Too much sunlight gives you a burn. So go hard for a short amount of time and then, you know, you won't develop blisters that don't heal properly. So anyway, so you spend, you know, you get anywhere from 10 to 25,000 IUs of vitamin D from just an hour of sun exposure. So if I'm out there for three to five hours and in, and even when I'm at home, you know, I mentioned I go home from the gym and I'm out in the sun minimum, minimum 30 minutes in, in the direct sun with just a pair of shorts on. And sometimes it's for an hour. Sometimes it's for an hour and a half. If I, and then my grandson will come out. So then there's another 30 minutes. And I do this every day. So surely if over 4,000 IUs were toxic, I would have been dead a long time ago. Okay. And, you know, people that live south of the equator that are always out, you know, in, in skimpy clothes and it's always hot. I mean, I grew up in Florida. Jesus Christ. I was, I was one of these kids where, you know, when, when we'd get out of school on, on sun, uh, or when, when we'd go, um, when we get out of school on Friday, you know, me and my friends would, you know, I would literally grab a pair of shorts, a baseball hat and some flip flops and one t-shirt and we go to the beach for the weekend. And the t-shirt rarely got worn. It only got worn at night. I would literally live in that same pair of shorts and that same pair of flip-flops and that backwards baseball hat for the entire weekend and be in the sun the whole damn time. You know, I mean, that's just the way we lived and I'm, st I'm still doing okay. So I believe, you know, and lastly on this, you know, it is a precursor hormone to testosterone production directly. In addition to the massive list of benefits from vitamin D exposure. I first really learned about vitamin D from Rob Wolf way back in like the early 2000s. Every time I listened to the guy talk, he talked about vitamin D. And when people would ask questions about things that were ailing them, his very first, he sounded like a broken record. He literally did. I, I even laughed. His very first thing was, have you checked your vitamin D levels? Have you checked your vitamin D levels? So I knew from, I've been, I've known for years the importance of vitamin D. So I've been really hammering it for a long time. So anyway, so I know I'm spending a lot of time on this, but that's just how important it is. So uh, I recommend like if you get a vitamin D test, which I don't think is necessary unless you just feel like it's low uh, or you've been living like a freaking, you know, minor for, uh, for years and never get out in the sun and never get out in the fresh air and you live under fluorescent light all day and refuse to get out and live like a normal human being, I guess it's not normal anymore. Um, I were the freaks in the room once again. Um, 50 nanograms per milliliter is the minimum I, I would want you to be. 50 nanograms per milliliter. And I would recommend somewhere between 60 and 100 nanograms per milliliter. And if you're closer to 100, fine with me. So if you do decide to get a check, that's where you want to be. And once again, going back to a, a, an earlier rant, you're gonna have to ask for it because factory medicine doesn't recommend it for you. 
They don't fucking care. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. So vitamin D K2 first two. Now, along with that, I'm going to talk about this for a second. Zinc. You need a, it's zinc's tough to, tougher to get through food than you think, especially with factory farming, monocrop agri- agriculture, which is stripped of so many nutrients is bullshit with all the crappy food that we eat that, you know, we discussed earlier. It's a little tough to get. And guys, once again, if testosterone production, hormonal production is important to you, which if it's not, it should be. Uh, zinc is another big factor in that. So I take supplemental zinc picolinate every single day between 50 and 100 milligrams. And, uh, and I do think with all of this stuff, and it never gets brought up uh, or rarely does, is weight has a <clears throat> plays a key role in that, and I think body composition. So if you're a muscular person, you're carrying a lot of lean mass and you're heavy, like I'm, I'm 216 pounds. So I would take, you know, maybe 100 milligrams of zinc, whereas somebody who uh, is carrying more body fat or, or, you know, weighs 160 pounds might want to start with 50 milligrams. So zinc is critical. I take it every single day without fail. Now, next on the list, I'm going to get through kind of the boutique things and I want to get to stacks and packs. But uh, the next thing is, you know, since we talked about testosterone production, what is, you know, there's a couple reasons why we want testosterone. I mean, there's all the myriad of health reasons we want testosterone. Even women, you know, need some testosterone. And if you're not producing enough, it can cause some detrimental effects. So uh, guys especially, but women too, um, the reason we take testosterone is, uh, you know, or, you know, the reason we want testosterone is for health and vitality and strength and all the things that makes us toxic men, <laughs> toxic masculinity, just horseshit, uh, makes us who we are. And one of the tried and true herbal supplements, and there aren't many, there's like almost none out there that I think work. I think most test boosters are total bullshit. And, but one out there does stand apart. And I believe the research strengthens this argument. And the fact that when I take it, I notice a huge difference goes a long way. And that is something called Tongat Ali, T-O-N-G-K-A-T-A-L-I. And and I'm going to put a list of all these supplements in the show notes. I take Tongat Ali every single day. I take a little over a thousand milligrams. Um, And then with that, now this is the the only real boutique-y supplement I would would call because it's newer, hadn't been around very while to my knowledge. Uh, and I, it kept popping up in all these bodybuilding and, and strength circles and, you know, and all the stuff that I kind of endeavor into. And it's called Fidogia Agrestis, Fidogia Agrestis. And there was some compelling evidence that this stuff would help raise testosterone, raise hormones, make you stronger in the gym and all these things. So I started taking it and I did notice a difference. And I'm not one of these that gets tricked by... Um, you know, what, what, what do they call it when it's a placebo effect? I don't, I've been doing this long enough. I know the difference between them. I'll be the first one to call bullshit on a supplement. If I take it, I don't feel shit or I don't notice shit. I'll be like, all right, this one's out. Fidogia agrestis. I'm taking that with my Tongat Ali and my vitamin D and my K2 and my zinc. That's like my first wave that I take every single morning. And it is making a difference, especially in the gym. I've noticed it. And you know, back to, to, and really, you know, once again, this applies to a degree to women too, but if, you know, guys, if you're taking this stuff, 
the Fidogio Agrestis, the Donkat Ali, along with the mega doses of vitamin D, and you throw in that zinc with it, it's also going to boost your libido. So that's never a bad thing. <laughs> There's never a time when that's not a good thing. Let's just be honest, but uh, you will notice a difference in that department as well. And there's never a bad thing about that. So Tongat Ali, Fidogia Agrestis, vitamin K2, vitamin D3, and zinc picolinate. That's my first wave of supplements that I take every single morning. Uh, one last thing on D, uh, some studies suggest because vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin that if you take it with some dietary fat, it absorbs better. Some say, I don't know if this is true, I haven't read the, the journals, but some say uh, that it, it can absorb 40 to 60% greater when ingesting with fat. So sometimes I'll just uh, have a little bit of fat in the morning, healthy fat, it may even be just a, a tablespoon of almond butter and I'll take that and then down all these things with some, some water and then, you know, move on. So, or if I drink a protein shake and put a little bit of fat in that, either from some MCT or whatever else, then, uh, I can get it in that way. So that's that. Now, my next thing on my list, and you knew this was coming is the animal pack. And you know what, there's going to be somebody out there that says, oh, you know, those are bullshit. You don't need all that. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? I've been taking animal packs nearly every day for 27 years. My God, this, this company ought to give me stock. Um, um, but I always can tell the difference when I'm doing my animal packs every day, especially if I'm training hard. I definitely feel a difference. There's no disputing it. These you know, this supplement company, Animal, I, I pursued Animal when, you know, they were looking for brand ambassadors and people to work with because I believe in them because it is bodybuilders, like hardcore bodybuilding people who've been doing this since the 80s and have always stayed true to their word. They've always put quality stuff in there. They always want to make sure that they dose things high enough to help hard training athletes. They could make more money by underdosing this stuff, and but they, I mean, some of this stuff, the dosages are off the chain. And I'd rather take too much of something, and, and if I don't absorb some of it and I pee some of it out, that's fine. But I'd rather cover my bases and have that insurance policy that I'm taking a high dose and I'm getting everything I need. And you know, like I said, I've been taking one to two packs a day for 27 years, and I've only ever got beneficial effects from doing that. Never anything detrimental ever, not even remotely. And the cool thing about, you know, animal, my God, I'm looking at the list right now. I forget how much shit is in these things. My there's 10 pills in a pack and you've got like the, just the general A to Z vitamin, you know, segment of this pack, which is, you know, it's, uh, there's no added sugars, by the way. And there's A, C, D, E, K, thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, B6, folate, B12, biotin, uh, pantho, uh, pantothenic acid, uh, choline, calcium, phosphorus, iodine, magnesium, zinc, selenium, copper, mag manganese, chromium, potassium. I'm just getting started. And then they put you the full, the pro, full profile of amino acids in there. You know, alanine, arginine, aspartic acid, cysteine, glute, uh, uh, glutamic acid, uh, you know, all of the, you know, lysine, leucine, you know, all of the essential amino acids are in there. Then they have a liver detox complex. Now I eat 
you know, when I'm training, if I'm doing competitions, I'm eating every two to three hours and that can be tough on your liver, you know? So they have milk, milk thistle seed, a whole liver detox complex, hawthorn berry, uh, red beetroot, uh, turmeric root. Um, there's literally, they, they put some whey protein in there. Uh, they put a beef and liver blend in there. Um, protein isolate and liver blend. They have a performance complex. Um, they have an antioxidant complex. They have a digestive enzyme and a whole absorption kind of matrix that helps you the body absorb nutrients more efficiently. And then there's some added things that provide energy and focus like uh, green leaf extract and coffee bean extract. So, and nothing that would ever make you feel jittery or weird. So, you know, just by when I know that I take one or two of these a day, you know, if I'm training hard, I take two, if I'm not training, I take one, I know that my bases are covered and I, and I'm a big fan of the animal pack, their traditional yellow and black can, uh, I would highly recommend that if that's the only thing you did and then added some D three and K two to that, then I'd say we're probably good. And then, you know, the extras is just extra that, you know, if you have particular goals in mind, the other thing I take from animal pack is the stack. Now they make something called test animal test and they make something called M stack. And I think both of them have some great compounds if you're strength training hard and the goal is to build muscle. But for some freaking reason, and I don't know why, and my I have high tolerance to supplements and I have an iron gut for the most part. But when I take M stack or test, I feel like I've just taken a handful of freaking, you know, yellow jackets, like roofies. Like I feel amped in a bad way. Like overly energized, not quite right. I mean, it's just, it's, it, I don't like the way I feel and I still really have no idea why. Uh, I really haven't looked into that hard. I just know that it didn't agree with me. You, I have clients that love them. You know, the hard training guys that love them. I just take the stack and I started taking the stack because, you know, it's a, it's a great way to naturally help continue to boost hormonal production and protect hormonal production and amplify and help amplify free testosterone to a degree um, and help maybe intensify some GH output and, and put all the things in order to help with that. And the other cool thing about it is it does help lower estrogen. And um, so I do like it. And the thing of it is, is when I saw the stack formula, when I was, when I was you know, made aware of it, I noticed some things in there that I like to use by themselves anyway. I, you know, I would take maca root, which I believe in. And uh, of course it's got some extra D3 or some vitamin D in it. It's got magnesium in it. It's got zinc in it. Um, it's got, uh, you know, some great stuff, but, um, I notice a real difference when I take this 30 minutes before I train. Uh, there's been days I missed it and I immediately figured out why. And I'm a big believer in the M stack. I think it's got some fantastic stuff in it. And I take that. Is it absolutely necessary? No. If you're on a tight budget, maybe exclude this one. But I actually like this one. And I've tried every product Animal makes. And these are the, this is one of the ones I kept in the mix. Because, you know, I can't spend a shitload of money either. I mean, I got to have to budget my stuff too. So, And then the other thing I take is the Animal Omega formula. It has got a, a 10 different sources of omega-3s, omega-6s, and uh, it really helps, you know, lower, you know, inflammation. It's got heart health focused uh, things in it. 
Um, it can aid, you know, it's got things like CLA, so it can help with even body fat reduction. If your diet's good, it's got cod liver oil, which has tons of, you know, great vitamin D and other properties in it. So, and, and they're smart to make sure that the omega three is considerably higher than the omega six, which is really, really important. You don't need any really much more omega six in your diet. And if you do, then you just need to make sure that the omega three intake is considerably higher than the omega-6. And I know there's like 4,000 milligrams of omega-3, but only like 2,000 of the omega-6, which is a pretty good ratio. So, and, and I do notice a difference when I take it. So that's one that I use. And then, I talk about this a lot. Um, recovery is so freaking important. Recovery is so important. So, if you're trying to recover and you have trouble sleeping, trouble sleeping. I had, uh, you know, uh, questions talking about, uh, you know, best tricks and supplements for those who struggle with falling asleep and staying asleep. Uh, Carol wanted to know, um, this is just my go-to, you know, there are a lot of things you can try, you know, GABA, melatonin, and I don't even take melatonin anymore, uh, because I found everything I need with animal PM. I take the animal PM, and in 20 to 30 minutes, it's lights out. And once again, it's got magnesium, it's got zinc, B6, and it's got some GH boosting complexes in it because we want to elevate the level of GH as we sleep for recovery purposes. It's got immune and recovery complexes in it. So, you know, it's got your EAAs uh, in there, um, but it's got a sleep and relaxation complex. It's got valerian root, which has always worked for me, uh, chamomile flower, um, and L-theanine, um, I think it's pronounced theanine. Um, and I'm just telling you right now, and, and I've got at least a dozen people and clients who have messaged me and said, thank you for the PM. Oh my God, I'm sleeping like a baby and I'm waking up refreshed. It just works for me. It works phenomenal. Uh, maybe it's not your brand of vodka. I freaking love it. I take a pack 20 minutes before I go to sleep. I, it's not a side effect. But one of the reasons it tells me it's working, I don't even know why this does this, but about 15 minutes after I take Animal PM, it's this weird thing where I almost have trouble taking a breath. And it's not bad, it's not scary or anything like that. It's not like I can't freaking breathe. It's just, there's something going on in my body that's you know accepting this formula where something's happening. It only lasts for like a minute and then five, five, 10 minutes later, I'm, I'm ready to go head to pillow. And I lay down and my cat, Odin, you know, always jumps in the bed because he knows that's the time that I'm going to pet him and do all this stuff and play with him. Man, these days, Odin's pissed because, you know, he jumps in the bed. I've pet him two or three times and I am out like a freaking, whew, you know, I'm out. I'm gone. So uh, I really, really like the animal PM. So, um, all right. So these are the like the pills that I take, and some of these things are available, you know, in powders. Um, I have some people that say, "Oh, I can't take all those pills." Well, I'm just used to it. I've been taking you know supplemental pills for you know nearly 30 years, so I can literally put a handful of. I'm not exaggerating. If you don't believe me, I'll do a video and anybody would tell you this. I can put 15, 20 pills in my hand, throw them in my mouth, get a big thing of water 
and I can down them all at the same time is no big deal to me. You know, I never do an animal pack that I do them one pill at a time. I just dump the whole thing, swallow that bitch and go. I have no problem with that. But they do make some of their formulas in um, powder if you would prefer that. Now, the last thing I want to throw in there, if I'm in a cut, if I'm trying to get lean, for the, the last six to eight weeks roughly of that cut, I will incorporate animal cuts, which is it's a very popular cutting supplement. It's actually won many awards uh, at bodybuilding.com. It was selected as the best uh, thermogenic on the market, hands down. Um, Vitamin Shop, the, the chain, also gave it uh, best thermogenic, uh, voted number one. And I love it. I take it at every cut, no matter what. To me, it's the only you know, quote, fat burner that works. And I think a lot of it has to do with not only because of the stimulant complex and the metabolic complex, but it has some things for thyroid. It has things for water. It has a nootropic complex, you know, help for your brain and your your mental acuity. It's got cortisol inhibiting complexes. Um, so it's just, it's just some really, really good stuff. And uh, I always feel like I'm a little tighter and the process works a little bit more efficiently when I'm taking it. So Animal Cuts gets in the list when I'm cutting. You don't want to take it year round. Um, and then lastly, um, I'm going to talk about pre-workouts. I kind of go, now if you want to take a pre-workout, like a stimulant pre-workout to get you through a hard work, I have no problem with that. You, you use the one that you like the best. Everybody's got their pre-workout. Some people like the hair raising, spine tingling, you know, jack to the max, you know, freaking crack stuff. Uh, I'm past that. I don't really need that anymore. Um, but I do rotate between, uh, if, if I'm not looking for a stimulant effect, I do the, uh, animal, um, um, pump, which is stimulant free. And if I feel like I need a little extra and that's usually on back or leg day, I'll do the animal fury. Uh, that's a good pre-workout that doesn't, you know, keep me up at night. And then I will throw in the pill pack of the animal pump with either one. So I kind of double up on that. So right before I work out, I take animal stack, I take the animal pump, and then I'll mix up either the the drink mix, pre-workout, the um, pump, or if it's leg day or back day, I'll do the animal fury. So, and if you want any of this animal stuff, and I'm, I'm not telling you any of this because I'm trying to sell you anything, but uh, I can save you 10%. Um, our good one, 10 at checkout. If you go to animal and order any of their stuff, tell me what you think. But I'm a big fan. I've been using their products uh, for nearly 30 years and still love their shit. So anyway, so if you're expecting a longer list, I apologize. Let me throw in whey protein because I use that so much, I don't even really consider it a supplement anymore. I consider that a whole food source just in a drink because <laughs> it's just pure protein. I'm still a big fan of, of uh, whey protein. I, I do at least one shake every day. Uh, a lot of times it's in the morning. And then if I don't have a lot of time post-workout, I'll do uh, two scoops as well. Um, I'm still a big fan of the Dimatize ISO 100. Uh, fudge brownie is still my favorite flavor. And I do use some of the animal whey proteins as well. Um, brownie batter being my favorite. My favorite thing to do with the animal proteins is um, I like to, like if I'm mixing something that I would eat with a spoon or make a recipe, I like the animal because the flavor is so good and it mixes so good. There's just one sometimes as a pre-workout or on a, on a refeed day, I'll do a serving of cream of rice, which... It's probably still the most perfect bodybuilder carbohydrate on earth. 
I will take a scoop or a serving of the cream of rice. I'll, I'll cook that. And then I'll add a scoop of the animal brownie batter, um, whey protein, mix that up. And it's just like this chocolate wonder shit. Okay. So, uh, any of you that followed me through my competition, uh, when I, you know, won my class in Charlotte in 2021, uh, I posted some pictures of my animal whey and cream of rice concoctions that I was having on my carb up uh, the Friday before the show. So um, I'm still a big fan of, of whey supplements. And then lastly, I thought I, I forgot about this one. I'm gonna be honest because I said lastly with the protein. Lastly, I still like MCT oil, but it has to be the C8, the letter C, the number eight version of it because that is the pure energy promoting medium chain triglyceride. And if you're cutting and you still want to have some energy for workouts and are still make sure, you know, that, that you, you can get through the day without feeling completely brain dead. Uh, C8 MCT oil once or twice a day is a great idea. If you're in a gain phase and you find that you're having trouble adding those extra calories that you need to be in a caloric surplus, but you want to add in stuff that's not going to stick around on your ass, um, and to be used as a, as a direct energy source in the mitochondria of the muscle, then C8 MCT oil is phenomenal. I still use it. I love it. And I got enough, com- the, the John Perillo, who's an absolute bodybuilding guru, been around forever. OG John Perillo trained tons of IFBB pros, power lifters, you know, really made his mark in the supplement industry. He's a brilliant guy. I've had the absolute pleasure and honor being able to train with him, go to his camps, go to his gym up uh, just outside of Cincinnati. And you sit down with this guy for an hour and say, what do you think of MCT or what he calls CapTri, uh, caprylic triglyceride? When you're done talking to John and he walks you through the science of it and then walks you through his factory and tells you how it's made, why it's made and why he uses it with every one of his competitors, you'll be a believer too. And then you try it, you know, using it, incorporate it in your diet for a week and you'll see that this stuff is the real deal. And there's enough literature on it as well. So uh, C8 MCT oil is another one that I highly, highly recommend. So that's what I do. So um, questions I'm gonna burn through because I went way too long going off on too many tangents. I already answered Carol's question about what I do for falling asleep. I know this is a very simple answer, but that's what I believe uh, works the best for me and my clients who have also chimed in and said, this stuff's amazing. So maybe give that a shot. Um, uh, Jennifer wanted to know about DHEA. She says, uh, supplements for perimenopausal women who compete naturally and is avoiding HRT as long as possible. So specific questions on DHEA and or 7-keto DHEA, which is a byproduct of DHEA. Correct. So DHEA, if you're trying to boost hormonal response as a woman, Yes, I think DHEA can be beneficial. 100 milligrams a day uh, is what I would recommend and see how that does for you. Uh, I would not go any higher doses than that because that can prove to be, you know, diminishing returns dose. Um, That's, you know, that's definitely one of the supplements where more is not better. So I do think there is benefit to DHEA. Now, this is going to sound a little weird. I'm not a big fan of it for men. 
Because the thing about DHEA is if you are already have adequate DHEA levels, which many men do, supplementing extra can actually borrow and reduce testosterone levels. So I never recommend DHEA unless I know from blood work that their DHEA is actually low and needs to be brought back up. Then we bring it back up for a few months. We get it tested again and we go from there. But with women, I've never seen a detrimental side effect from taking 50 to 100 milligrams a day. And I think it can definitely do some benefit for the natural you know, competitor or really any woman who trains hard. And, you know, and, uh, you know I don't think HRT is, is necessarily necessary. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you either do it or you don't, you know, depending on what your goals are. But I, I, think, I don't think DHE is going to be a miracle for you. Uh, but I think you will see some direct benefit from it. Now, seven keto DHEA is a little different because it's not going to do anything to, to build muscle. It's not going to do anything to really regulate hormonal response. It's just what's known as more of a metabolism booster, for lack of a better term. Um, some people take it because they believe it's a potent or somewhat potent thermogenic, i.e. fat burner. So the 7-keto DHEA is going to be a separate thing. So you, you could take the two together. But again, you want to keep the doses moderate, and uh, you don't want to exceed recommended dosages on either one. I've never really seen a huge benefit from 7-keto DHEA. If somebody else has, please tell me. I'd love to know. Uh, but it just hasn't been part of my, you know, in, in my stable, in my arsenal for myself or clients over all the years that I've been training people. Uh, but I, there, I do have two or three female clients taking DHEA at that 100 milligram dose. And uh, I think that's a, that, that would be a great thing to give a whirl. Um, in regard to sleep, she wants to know, does melatonin have a ceiling dose? Uh, one of the thing about melatonin is the longer you take it, the more you take it, the more you're going to need it. That's why I removed it. I, I found that I'd take, you know, that three grams and then that wasn't doing it after a while. So then I upped it and then that wasn't doing it for a while. And then I got to the point where it just wasn't doing shit for me anymore. It'd make me feel like shit. Uh, that's just me. That's just me. Some people love it. That's just something you have to play with. I reverted over to the, you know, animal PM, which I like considerably better. I hate to sound like a broken record on that, but I love the PM. And I think personally, um, the combination of, you know, the recovery compounds that's within it. And then that valerian root. And I, I'd actually taken valerian root on its own, uh, way back in the day and found that it did me some, some benefit. And I think just the, they stumbled onto a great formula here because they've got that magnesium, they've got that B6, they've got, uh, the GH boosting complex, which I think is going to provide you some calm. Uh, the immune and recovery complex with the EAAs is going to help. And then that restrict that sleep and relaxation complex, that 1250 milligrams combined is, uh, man, it just does the trick for me and I feel great on it. Um, if that doesn't work, whiskey, you know, definitely, you know, is, is going to work. Um, <clears throat> Lexus Rom, if that is your name, you've got like the coolest freaking name ever. If my name was Lexus Rom. I'd be like, fucking famous. Um, how to keep your electrolytes balanced to avoid muscle spasms and cramps. Number one, if you're getting muscle spasms and cramps, either you're just, uh, and I, I don't mean you, Lexus, um, anyone else. I think you're just making some horrifically poor decisions on everything you put in your body. Um, or you're not getting enough water. It's with spasms and cramps. Everybody always says potassium, potassium. It's usually always to do with hydration. 
hydration. Then if you overhydrate, then yes, the electrolytes come back into play as well because you can, you know, uh, have too many and that's going to cause, you know, too much water is going to, uh, you know, dilute the electrolytes as well and get you off balance. So I think as you, as long as you're bringing in a little bit of supplemental potassium, it doesn't have to be much. Potassium is one of those things I don't really play too hard with. I go recommended dosage on the bottle. I don't get crazy with that shit. Uh, but then I do push the magnesium hard and, and magnesium kind of gets into that D range where I like a higher, more aggressive dose for sure. And I, I supplement four to 600 magnesium alone. And God, did I, did I not talk about magnesium? Oh, by the way, that's on the list. Magnesium's on the list. God, I'm a fucking idiot. Um, magnesium's on the list. I take uh, four to 600 milligrams of magnesium standalone. And then the magnesium that's also in, you know, my animal pack stack, my animal pack, you know, it, I got it coming from other places too. And uh, so magnesium is important. And then I pink salt the shit out of everything. I pink salt freaking everything. I, I, that little grinder, that little grinder of pink salt, you hear that son of a bitch going all day long. Okay. I pink salt the shit. If you're, especially if you're eating a low carbohydrate diet, your need for um, sodium goes or the need for sodium goes much higher. And anybody who says that uh, excessive, oh, well, here's another question from Lexus Rom, coolest name ever. Excessive dosages of sodium and heart efficiency, blood pressure medication, whatever. Now, I'm not going to say anything in regard to blood pressure medication and sodium because I'm not a doctor and uh, I don't want to get in trouble. However, and I'm not on any blood pressure medication and I fully 100% believe in the, unless you have a genetic you know, issue that I'm unaware of, you can get off of the blood pressure medication through diet training, exercise, sun exposure, all, and all the things that we talked about today. So I would say don't have any concerns about pink salt and the shit out of everything. I do that. I think it's going to be more positive and zero negative and just run with that. I think you're going to be doing fine. Um, and your question about potassium, same thing. Just take the, the normal recommended dosage. Potassium is one of those things where you can still get a decent amount from your food, which is the best way to get it anyway. And if you do supplement it, going mega dose with potassium can be a bad idea. So I just go with recommended on that. And I've never had an issue by having too little potassium. I, it's easy to get enough. And it's, you know, you don't have to stress out about taking in higher dosages because you're a hard training athlete, whatever, at least in my experience. Um, so there, I think I covered, uh, let's see, I think I covered all of Lexus Rom's questions for the most part. Uh, Johnny Franklin, your take on if a pre-workout breaks an intermittent fast. Well, I don't intermittent fast ever. So, uh, but a pre-workout, if it has calories, it is breaking your fast. It's a simple, it's a simple rule. If it's got calories, it breaks your fast. Fasting is about not consuming calories, you know? So if you take in a pre-workout that's got, you know, 10 grams of carbs, you broke your fast. You know, if it's got 10, you know, 40 calories, 10, 10 calories, you broke your fast. So uh, now I don't intermittent fast. And if, if you haven't listened to my previous podcast where I walk through some of the studies of how, you know, people who intermittent fast have considerably more muscle loss than those people who are eating frequently with their training. Um, I, I think intermittent fasting is not a miracle. I, I really hate the way the keto community sort of adopted it as their own. Like it is some miracle 
And uh, the thing of it is, if you have a terrible time dropping body fat and it becomes an issue to where if intermittent fasting is allowing you to lower your you know, desire for food and it helps you stay in a caloric deficit by doing that, then by all means do it. Because at the end of the day, you want to be low body fat. Body fat is bad. Mark Sisson said that. And it's true. I've always clung on to this. It's the simplest answer ever, and it's true. Body fat is bad. Too, you know, anything over enough to keep your organs functioning properly. So if intermittent fasting helps you stay in a caloric deficit because you're trying to lose weight, by all means do it if it works for you. But if your pre-workout has calories, it's breaking your fast. Sorry, sorry to break the news to you. Um, causes and treatments of constipation on keto. Never had a problem with it. And the handful of people that I have worked with that have had a problem with it. It usually remedies itself in a few days. The digestive tract is a finicky thing and it takes time to adjust to changes in the diet. Give your dog a certain food for, you know, a year and then go change their food. And they might be shitting all over your house. It's because it needs to take, it takes an adjustment period. The human body has similar things that, that can occur when you change things up too drastically. Um, now my clients who have, who taken some carbohydrates around workouts for performance and my clients who take in have a refeed, I've never had one of them complain about constipation, but the ones that do, uh, I've never had a situation come to light where it didn't adjust and correct itself over time. So I hope that helps. Uh, last question. Is it possible to combine keto bodybuilding and intermittent fasting and still build lean muscle? No, it's not. That's why, you know, compete on it. And, you know, that's why 50,000 people download ketogenic bodybuilding podcast because I'm a freaking it. I'm not, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm being an asshole. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a good question, especially if you're new here and I'm glad you're here because I think it's going to get rid of a lot of the dogma and zealotry out there in, in the ancestral health world. Yes, you most definitely can positively build muscle, uh, on a ketogenic diet. I do think, however, it's important to bring in a little bit of carbohydrates around workouts. And I think it's important to at least on occasion have a refeed uh, to help with the process of building and maintaining muscle. I also like frequent eating throughout the day if the goal is to put on and, and maintain as much muscle mass as possible. Uh, I mentioned just a few minutes ago that there are compelling studies out there that show that uh, fasting can, uh, even though it's great for, for you know, caloric deficits and losing body fat, it's not the most optimal way to uh, build muscle and maintain muscle. So that's why I don't do intermittent fasting. Rather than do intermittent fasting, I would rather you take one day and do a 24-hour fast. You give your digestive tract uh, a break you, you, you let everything shut down for a few, for, you know, 24 hours, cleanse itself to a degree, you know, and then get back to your prep and start, you know, putting those nutrients in your body and, and put that emphasis on protein. Because if you hadn't heard protein is the most essential nutrient. And regardless of what the zealots say, keto is not high fat. It's about low carb. I'll get to that again because I went way over on this podcast, but uh, I wanted to leave you something that's controversial. So every time I say that, somebody yells at me and it's always entertaining. So anyway, let's wrap this up. So you got my current favorite supplements and why get that vitamin D, get outside in the freaking sun, you know, get some dirt on your hands 
you know, breathe some fresh air and stop breathing in your own filth, you know, build your immune system the way it was intended to be built and you live your damn life. Okay. Taking that K2 at that if there are any potential problems with the, the calcium issue, uh, the K2 will mitigate that. Um, if for you know performance and hormonal and libido purposes, I'm a big fan of the Tongat Ali, the Fidogio Agrestis, supplementing a little extra zinc. I take my animal packs. I take my animal pack stack. I love my animal PM. Um, I still take in a quality whey protein supplement, and I'm still, regardless of what you say out there, people, I uh, still love my C8 MCT oil. So that's my list as it stands today. I just gave you everything that I take every single day, and that's it right now. That's what I take. That's what I do. And uh, so take that, try it, and run with it. If you have any specific questions, message me. Go to my Instagram, follow me, and DM me on there, and I'll answer any direct questions you have. Just preface it with podcast. And if I know you're a podcast listener, you will get an answer. If you're on my Instagram and you DM me and you, uh, you will get an answer. Just like if you're in my ketogenic bodybuilding Facebook group and you DM me, if you're in the group, you're going to get an answer. So thank you guys so much. I went about 24 minutes beyond what I wanted to do today, but you know how it goes with me. I hope you enjoyed this and I uh, hope you got to the end. Maybe you broke it up on a drive, whatever. But the next podcast is going to be my 2021 Exquisite Bullshit Awards, calling out some silliness in the industry. This should be entertaining. And that's the whole reason for it is to have a little bit of fun because everybody needs to lighten up a little bit. So you know how we close this thing. Train hard, diet harder, and have a great freaking day. Peace. <laughs>